0: the makers of Old Gold Cigarettes present the Comedy Theater, the only radio program which brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's play, The Lady Eve, with Guy Kibbe and starring Ralph Bellamy and Betsy Fields. Here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd.
1: (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you how happy I am to be here. This week, we're broadcasting from New York. And, of course, the big city is just the place for everything to happen, especially to a country boy with horn-rimmed glasses like myself. For instance, the other morning, there I was, waiting in line in a certain store, clamoring for a certain commodity. Suddenly, I felt someone pushing me. Come on,
2: Bob. I'm in a hurry.
1: Now, wait a minute. Well, if it isn't Ralph Bellamy. Harold Roy, right. what are you doing in New York? Uh, among other things, trying to buy a pack of old gold. Uh, two minds with but a single thought. Wait a minute, Ralph. Don't move. Huh? I'm uh, doing the Lady Eve on the Old Gold Comedy Theater this Sunday night. You'd make the perfect hero, Charlie Pike. Ralph, you're my man.
3: Pardon me, gentlemen, I'm in a hurry and... Oh,
1: sorry, ladies first everywhere but on a cigarette line. Well, Betty (laughs)
2: Fields. Betty, just the person I've been looking for.
3: Why, Ralph... Oh, this is so sudden. You're going
2: to play opposite me and the Lady Eve on Sunday <laughs> night. Now, wait a minute. Who's producing this show?
3: Why, Harold, don't you want me to play the Lady Eve? Of
2: course I do, but
1: I didn't want Bellamy to beat me to it. It's yours, Betty.
3: Out of my way, please.
1: Out of my way. Somebody mentioned old goals. Where? Where?
3: <laughs> now, look, mister, we're all Well, Guy
4: Kibbins..
3: Thank you.
1: And just the person for the part of Colonel Harrington in our play. Uh, rehearsal time, one thirty Sunday. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we got around to casting tonight's show. And now, for our play, The Lady Eve. Just what do you know about ophthalology? Well... If you know that it's a study of snakes, you're either a crossword puzzle addict or one of the select tiny group which includes a young man who's heir to a hundred million dollars, one Charlie Pike. Right now, in the luxurious salon of the steamship Southern Cross, a liner bound from South America to New York, every feminine glance is cast coyly, boldly, languorously, and even wantonly in one direction. But Charlie Pike, the center of it all, sits there absorbed in a thick book entitled are snakes necessary? At a nearby table, Colonel Harry Harrington and his beautiful daughter Jean are also appraising Charlie, but with a look as cool and as calculating as that of a couple of safe crackers passing a bank.
0: I hope he thinks he's a wizard at cards.
3: And to make things perfect, I hope he's got a big, fat wife so I don't have to dance with him. I don't know why it is, Harry, but a sucker always steps on your feet.
0: Don't be vulgar, Jean. Let us be crooked if we must, but never common. Shh. He's getting up from the table. He's coming this way.
3: Don't worry, Harry. Watch me go to work.
0: What are you going to drop? Your modesty?
3: I dropped that years ago. Mine is the direct approach. I'm going to drop the sucker himself. Watch this. Why don't
2: you look where you're going? Why don't I look? See what you did
3: to my shoe. You knocked the heel off.
2: I did? Well, uh, I certainly am very sorry. Well,
3: you can just take me right to my cabin for another pair of slippers.
2: Yes, it's the least I can do, isn't it? Oh, by the way, my name is Pike.
3: Everybody knows that, and I don't see the reason for all the commotion. Incidentally, this is my father, Colonel Harrington. What do you do? My name's Sorry, Jean. I'm... Come on. I'll see you later, Daddy dear.
0: Now, don't be long, children.
3: What's the matter?
2: that, that perfume.
3: Don't you like it?
2: Like it. I'm cockeyed on it. You see, Jean. I've been, well, uh, up the Amazon hunting snakes, and you kind of forget how a girl... I mean, uh, there's something about that perfume of yours that...
3: Oh, you'll get used to it. Do you mind putting your arms around me? The ship is tossing.
2: (laughs) Oh, I never thought perfume could do that to a person. Jean.
3: Look, maybe I'd better hold you. Oh, here's my cabin.
2: Oh, Oh, it is? Is it...
3: The shoes are right in the closet, Charles. And because you were so polite, you can pick them out yourself. More than that, you can put them on me, if you like.
2: Holy Moses, you got enough shoes to... Oh, these little slippers, these little silver ones look pretty.
3: Well, if those are the ones you like. doesn't
2: seem possible anyone could wear slippers this small.
3: A very pretty speech. Well, aren't you going to put them on?
2: Uh, oh, 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 yes. I, uh, Don't yeah. you feel well? Oh, I feel fine.
3: What were you doing up the Amazon? I thought you were in the ale business
2: I hate ale I don't like pale ale, brown ale, porter or stout The very thought of it makes me gulp When I was in school, everybody called me Hopsy You know, hops and ale (laughs) Hopsy Pike
3: Hopsy, I like that
2: Make it Charlie, will you?
3: All right, but there's something cute about Hopsy. And then when you get older, I could call you Popsy. Hopsy, Popsy.
2: (laughs) That's all I need.
3: Don't you think you can let go of my foot now?
2: Uh -oh, Oh, your foot. Such a lovely foot. Oh, yes, a lovely foot.
3: Why, Hopsy, you ought to be kept in a cage. Oh, Gina,
2: <laughs> I, I didn't mean... The, uh, I
3: think if... we'd better join Father in the card room. I'm sure he's waiting for us very impatiently.
2: not mind my asking you to come out here.
3: Well, it wouldn't be very polite if I said I did, would it?
2: No, I, I don't suppose it would.
3: And it wouldn't be true, either.
2: <laughs> You've got the downest way of bumping a fellow down and then bouncing him up again.
3: <laughs> and then bumping him down again. Well, I
2: was just going to say, I can imagine life with you would be a series of ups and downs, lights and shadows, irritation sometimes, but so much happiness.
3: Why, Hopsy? Are you proposing to me so soon?
2: Oh, no, 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 of course I'm not. I, I, I'm Then you just... ought to be more
3: careful. People have been sued for much less.
2: <laughs> you certainly are a funny girl for anybody to meet after he's been up the Amazon for a year.
3: It's a good thing you weren't up there two years.
2: You're very beautiful.
3: Are you sure it isn't the perfume?
2: Jean, please.
3: Tell me something, Hopsy. Why didn't you ever marry... You are old enough, you know.
2: Well, I guess I never met her, that's all. Why didn't
3: you ever marry? Same reason, I suppose. Never met him. When I marry, it's going to be somebody I've never seen before. He'll sort of take me by surprise. (laughs)
2: Like a burglar?
3: The night will be heavy with perfume. All of a sudden, I'll hear a step behind me. And somebody whispering in my ear. Jean... Oh, Hopsy.
5: Mr. Pike, your old man has been paying me to watch over you, and I am watching.
2: But, Murgatroyd, how could that girl and her father be professional gamblers? Think of all the money I won last night.
5: It is pitiful how a grown man could be so naive. Look, boss Get a load of these pictures And the words that accompany the same
2: Here, let me see Handsome Harry Harrington And daughter Jean Professional card shops bunco, Oil wells Mines and...
3: Oh, there you are, Hopsey Yes Oh, you look like the last grave over near the willow
2: That's the way I feel That'll be all, Murgatroyd
5: Okay, boss Anything
2: you say. you better take a look in this envelope, Miss Harrington. What? Go on, open it.
3: Oh, rotten likeness of me, isn't it? Uh, Much better of the Colonel. Then
2: you, you admit it?
3: Please don't look so upset, darling. I was going to tell you when we got to New York. But I wanted this trip to be as perfect as possible. Maybe I wanted you to love me a little more, too. You believe me, don't you? Why
2: didn't you let your father rob me last night?
3: Why do you think I didn't? I
2: wouldn't know. You thought you were having a lot of fun with me, didn't you?
3: I was having a lot of fun with you. More fun than I've ever had with anybody. You
2: were pretty funny yourself.
3: When was that?
2: Trying to play me for a sucker. When they told me who you were even before I met you. Who's
3: they? Who told you? Never
2: mind, but I knew about you all along.
3: You mean you were taking me for a ride? You knew about me all along? That was your idea of a joke. Was that what you were thinking about when you were kissing me? You ought to feel proud of yourself. Well, Mr. Pike, you can take your money, your ale, and your snakes and go to as far up the Amazon as it goes. But get this straight, Hopsy-Pops. Charles
2: is the name.
3: I'm going to get even with you if it's the last thing I ever do. And don't say I didn't warn you.
1: Well, it certainly looks like there are fireworks ahead for hopsy-popsy pike. He's going to find out that when dealing with an irate young lady like Jean, it's important for a man to keep his eye peeled and his powder dry. You're
0: right, Mr. Lloyd, but I have something to
1: say that's important, uh, too. Pardon me.
0: Uh, one, two, three, four, woof, testing. Uh, pardon me. I... One, two, three, four, woof, testing. Well, uh, Can you hear me, Hubert? but now look here. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, woof, testing. Uh, just, uh, how's that, Hubert? Say, uh, just a minute. I have a message to uh, deliver. Don't and don't deliver it? Well, one, pa- two, three, four, <laughs> what... woof, testing. Now, Can you hear me, Hubert? Now, now, look here. You're stopping me from delivering a message and... What am I I shouting for? I know the answer to a situation like this. It's why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yes, friends, take it from me when your temper is being tested. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Especially today, there's nothing like the comfort and pleasure of a fine cigarette. But you won't get that comfort and pleasure if your cigarette is hot, harsh, and dry. So here's what we do. To help prevent cigarette dryness, Old Gold's superb tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey. This special conditioning process helps hold in the natural moisture, helps guard your smoking enjoyment. Moreover, to give you a smoke of extra zest, extra flavor, a touch of rare imported Latakia tobacco is added to Old Gold's blend of many great tobaccos. Yes, extra flavor plus extra special protection against cigarette dryness. That's Old Gold. First chance you get... And now, back to the Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation of The Lady Eve, starring Ralph Bellamy and Betty Field with Guy Kibbe. All right,
1: Mr. Lloyd. Well, it's second act curtain time in the Old Gold Comedy Theater. And we find our woman scorned, Jean Harrington, still trying to forget snakes, love, and especially Charles Hopsy Potter. Right now, Jean and her father are sitting in the turf club box at Belmont Park, throwing away their hard earned cash in a hopeless attempt to outguess the ponies.
3: Yay! Oh, what a dog! He can't even run without his milk wagon.
6: And beg your pardon, is this seat take? Why, handsome Harry! Bless my soul. Oh, it's you. Well, hello. And the little lady, oh, still as pretty as a pack of aces. Hello,
3: Pearly. How's it going?
6: It's Sir Alfred at the moment, my pretty. Sir Alfred McGlennan Keith, KCB, at your service. What's your pitch these days, Sir Alfred? Well, as a matter of fact, I have a little nest on the edge of a town called Bridgefield in Connecticut. A city full of mugs. I mean, millionaires.
3: Bridgefield? That's very interesting. How do you bait your trap, Uh, Pearlie?
6: sir Alfred. Well, I have my horses, I have my dog, I have my little house, I have my antiques. We play a little game here and a little game there, and then we play somewhere else. My dear boy, it's a dream. Tell me something,
3: Sir Alfred. Do you know the Pikes?
6: No, I practically swill their ale. Now, Do you
3: know Charles Pike? Oh, is that the backward
6: boy who's always toying with toads and snakes and things? I think I've seen him slinking
3: about. He isn't backward, he's a scientist.
6: Oh, so that's what's wrong with him. I knew he was peculiar. Sir
3: Alfred... <laughs> Could I visit you sometime? Uh,
6: Could you visit me? As your niece. As my niece? why don't you stop talking nonsense, I want to
3: see that guy. I've got some unfinished business with him. But, my dear, to be my niece, you'd have to be English. I've Uh, been English before, and I shall be as English as necessary on this occasion, Uncle Alfred. And when I get through with that snake lover on his home grounds, you two vultures can have what's left of him.
5: Mr. and Mrs. Horace Pike request the pleasure of your company June 23rd at dinner to meet the niece of Sir Alfred MacLaren Keith, the Lady Eve Sidwich, RSVP.
3: the Keith, KCB, the Right Honourable, the Lady Eve Sidwitz. Hurley, I'm scared.
6: Nonsense, my dear. Here comes Horace Pike, Charlie's old man. Get a load of him and breathe easy. Well, how are you,
5: Glenny? Glad to see you, you old (laughs) lime-juicy. So, uh, this is your niece you've been telling me about, eh?
3: Eve,
6: darling, your host this evening, Horace
5: Pike.
3: Charmed, Mr. Pike. Ah, uh,
5: look, I'll lay off that Mr. stuff. Just call me Horace.
3: Horace? How ripping. What? Oh, but of course you must call me Eve. Evie,
6: Ha, ha,
5: ha, great.
3: Well, I'll toddle off and
6: have me a scotch and soda, if you don't mind. Uh, how, uh,
5: how long you been here, Evie? I mean, in America.
3: Oh, three days, to be exact.
5: Three days? I didn't know ships were running.
3: Oh, um, that young man who just walked into the room, who's he?
5: Oh, that's my son.
3: I think I'd like to meet him.
5: I don't know why, but you
2: asked for it. Oh, Charlie.
5: Yes, Dad? Charlie, I want you to meet the Lady Eve Sidwich.
3: How'd you do? Uh, well, I, uh, I mean, you. Uh, well. What's the matter, Horace? Isn't your son feeling well? Some
5: days he's brighter than others.
2: What I mean to say is. Uh, uh, haven't we met before? But of
3: course, your father just introduced us.
2: It's not the same voice. It's the face.
3: Oh, you mean we might have uh, uh, met before? Uh, could it have been in uh, Biarritz?
2: No, but it could have been aboard the SS Southern Cross on the way up from
3: South America. I'm afraid it couldn't have been. You see, I've never been to South America. Never
2: be, uh, been to What's South America? What's the matter with you, Charlie? Didn't you hear what she said? But she must have been. She, she, she looks so much like... You
3: know, out of door, hearing about the Southern Cross and the girl you apparently met. Uh, why don't you tell me about her, Charles? Uh, Shall we go into the garden? Well,
2: yes, I'd like that. I'd like that very much. Well, I'll be jiggered.
5: Maybe I should have studied snakes.
3: Now, what did you say this girl's name was? Uh, The one on the boat? Jean. You were in love with her?
2: I'm not too sure. I I can't tell whether it was her or or the perfume.
3: (laughs) have you caught cold?
2: I don't know. It, it's just that you and, well, somebody else are all mixed up in my mind.
3: Well, uh, suppose we sit down and talk. Uh, this seems to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship, and I've been waiting for a moment like this for ever so long.
2: Well, before we go any further, I may as well tell you, I have a strange hobby. You see,
3: I... I know. You're fond of Snakes.
2: That doesn't make any difference to you.
3: No, in fact, I like certain snakes better than certain people.
2: Here, Margaret Freud. Help me with my tie. I'm kind of nervous tonight. Look,
5: boss, you're not going out with her again. You've been seeing her every night for the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. I tell you, she's the same dame you met on a boat. Oh, It may be different perfume, but it's the same dame. Accent or no accent. No,
2: Murgatroyd. Why why should she do anything like this? I don't know. Maybe she wants you to fall for her again. Do I look that dumb? You wouldn't be the first one.
5: I knew a guy who married the same dame three times. (laughs) And then he turned around and married his aunt.
2: No, don't you see... (laughs) If she wanted to pretend to be someone else, she she would have altered her appearance. But she didn't dye her hair, and she didn't pretend she'd never seen me before. So I'm on my way to the garden, Murgatroyd, to propose to the most wonderful girl in the world, the Lady Eve. Oh, I ask
5: you, what can you do with a guy like
2: that? So long, Murgatroyd. Hello, Eve.
3: Hello, Charles.
2: Are you? That is, uh, I suppose you know what I wanted to ask you tonight.
3: If I didn't, I wouldn't be here.
2: Eve, darling.
3: When you kiss me like that, I can't refuse you anything.
2: Eve, we belong together, but you're so beautiful, so so fine. I, I don't deserve you.
3: Oh, but you do. If anybody ever deserved me, you do. Well, what are we going to do about us, Charles? What
2: everyone does. We're going to get married. No, we're going to elope.
3: You took the words right out of my mouth, darling. And I promise you, this is going to be a honeymoon you'll never forget.
2: Dearest, I, I don't know just what you're supposed to say to your wife at the beginning of a honeymoon, but...
3: Honeymoon? Oh, I think this one is so much more pleasant than the last one.
2: What? The last one?
3: Oh, Charles, I'm afraid I didn't tell you.
2: Tell me what?
3: About Floppy.
2: Floppy? Yes,
3: a friend of the pater's, almost 70. That is, he was almost 70 when he dropped dead.
2: You mean he dropped dead on your honeymoon? <laughs>
3: silly. Floppy lived for two years after that. It was Herman who died on our honeymoon.
2: Herman? Were there any others?
3: Oh, let me see. There were Chester and Bertie. Bertie was so young. He was only 15. So cute in his groom's uniform.
2: You married a groom? Well, he
3: was rarely a stable boy, but he looked so cute with his little tight pants and boots with yellow tops. Oh, but I mustn't forget Donald and Philip. They were Why, Charles, what are you doing? If you pull that emergency cord, you'll stop the train.
2: How else do you expect me to get off?
3: Get off? But darling, this is our honeymoon.
2: Our honeymoon? Sounds more like a modern version of a thousand and one nights. I'm getting off this train right now. The honeymoon is over.
4: Charles! Oh, Hopsy!
1: Georgie, her beautiful idea to revenge herself upon Hopsy Popsy pike has backfired and proved to be a boomerang. But Lady Eve is certainly in a fix.
0: (laughs) So was I, Mr. Lloyd. Last Sunday night, it was New Year's Eve, remember? So it was, Ben Grower. Uh, What happened to you? Well, I hailed a cab downtown, pulled up, and seven sailors poured out. They bowled me over, stepped on my hat, and as I lay in the gutter with my chin on the curb, the last sailor stopped. He leaned over, patted me gently on the head, and said... Look, chum, why be irritated? Light an old gold. (laughs) Ah, yes, smokers. When you're kind of low, that's the time to enjoy an old gold. To enjoy its extra flavor, plus its special protection from cigarette dryness. You see... Old gold's superb blend of many fine tobaccos, including a touch of extra flavorful Latakia tobacco, especially conditioned with apple honey, to help guard against cigarette dryness. So make it old gold for a better, keener smoke. And look, if you can't get a pack today, here are the three big reasons. People are smoking more cigarettes. Billions are going to the armed forces overseas. We can't make more cigarettes due to manpower shortage. But we are distributing every pack we make. So ask again tomorrow for old gold. Now, back to Act Three of the Old Gold Comedy Theater presentation of The Lady Eve, starring Ralph Bellamy and Betty Field with Guy Kibbe. All right, Mr. Lloyd.
1: Well, the story Old Gold's bringing you tonight certainly tops the regular Hollywood formula, because in The Lady Eve, just this far, boy has lost girl twice. But before we lose the track of the proceedings, let's look in on Mrs. Charles Pike, formerly The Lady Eve Sidwich, and formerly Miss Jean Harrington. Jean is sitting in her father's hotel room just two days after being deserted by her husband. The frustrated and disillusioned Hopsy a Pike's Ale fame. She has just put in a long-distance call to Pappy Pike in Bridgefield, Connecticut.
3: Hello? Hello, Horace. Are you there? This is the Lady Eve Spirit. Evie,
5: for heaven's sake. Say, I'm glad you called up. Now, look. Will you be a sensible girl and take two million and get a divorce?
3: Oh, no, thank you, Horace. I won't take a shilling. I'll pay for the divorce myself. Are
5: you crazy, Jean? Please,
3: Harry.
0: To think my own daughter would desert me when two million dollars are at stake.
3: Oh,
5: Horace. Evie, believe me, you're being a fool about this. Pride is... Horace,
3: there's only one thing I want from you. I want to talk to Charles alone because I have something to tell him... Something I've just learned myself. After that, I'll leave for Reno.
5: But you can't talk to Charles, baby. He's flown the coop.
3: He's what?
5: He's off women forever. He's back on snakes again. The jig.
3: You mean South America?
5: (laughs) Yep, up the river again, or will be soon. He's taking the Southern Cross tomorrow.
3: What? Then why am I wasting my time talking to you? I've got to see a man about a man.
2: I'm not taking any chances. Let's get out of the deck,
3: Gene. Yes, Hopsey.
2: But my dear fellow... Oh, oh, Colonel, Colonel, I'm delighted to see you. We must play cards this trip. Lots of cards. Oh, oh, boy, boy, some champagne for the Colonel. Come on, Gene. I
0: doubt if this is going to be a very profitable trip.
3: Don't say anything, Hopsey. Just kiss me, Oh, why did you ever let me go? Why did we have to go through all this nonsense? Don't you know you're the only man I ever loved, you big mug? Will,
2: will you forgive me?
3: For what? Oh, you mean on the boat? The question is, will you forgive me?
2: What for?
3: Oh, you still don't understand.
2: I don't want to understand. I don't want to know. Whatever it is, keep it to yourself. All I know is that I adore you... I'll never leave you again. We'll work it out somehow. I'll have the captain marry us first thing in the morning and...
3: What's the matter?
2: I... I forgot something. I am married.
3: Oh, Hopsy, hold me tight. I'm going to spend all my time making my ophthalogist happy. But... but I- I've got to get a divorce. Over my dead body, you will? But... I'm going to buy a barrel of a certain kind of perfume and brush up on a few tricks that have never failed. Never since Eve.
1: Guy Kibbe This is Ralph Bellamy This is Betty Field Saying goodnight to you For Old Gold And I hope That you'll be with us again Next Sunday When the Old Gold Comedy Theater Presents Ann Baxter And Alan Young In Nothing but the truth See you then
0: The Lady Eve was presented through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, whose latest production is Here Come the Waves. Music for tonight's program was composed and conducted by Charles Paul. Betty Field, who is starring in the motion picture version of Tomorrow the World, appeared through the courtesy of Alfred de Ralph Bellamy has just completed for Hunt Stromberg, guest in the house soon to be released. And now, until next Sunday night, remember, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned to help guard against cigarette dryness, to give you more smoking pleasure. This is Ben Grauer saying goodnight for old gold. This is the National Broadcasting Company.